It's true that some things change as we get older. But if you're a woman over 40 and you're dealing with insomnia, brain fog, moodiness, and weight gain, you don't have to accept it as just another part of aging. And with MIDI Health, you can get help and stop pushing through it alone. The experts at MIDI understand that all these symptoms can be connected to the hormonal changes that happen around menopause. And MIDI can help you feel more like yourself again. Many healthcare providers aren't trained to treat or even recognize menopause symptoms. MIDI clinicians are menopause experts. They're dedicated to providing safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions for dozens of hormonal symptoms, not just hot flashes. Most importantly, they're covered by insurance. 91% of MIDI patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. You deserve to feel great. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. That's joinmidi.com. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. This is the FCB Radio Network. Real Talk Worldwide. Online at fcbradio.com. Welcome back, you guys. Welcome back. Buenos dias. Hola. So, I'm Erica Rodriguez. I'm here with CJ. I'm here with Garbs. You guys, how was your week? Garbs, how was your week, man? Spectacular. Just amazing. I'm happy. Like, Browns won. And almost, almost got 50 against Dallas. So I'm, I'm pretty happy right now. I'm very happy, actually. Not pretty happy. I'm extremely happy. Uh, need a little bit of more, a little bit more work on the D. You know, that middle of the field, they were kind of just hitting us with, with some screens. Like, whew. Uh, Dak, Dak is a good QB. You know what I mean? So definitely got to give him props for what he was able to do. But we got to step it up a little bit. But a win is a win. And we are three and one. And tied for second place. We're going to talk a little bit more about that in just a few moments. Before then, CJ, how was your week? Huh? Oh, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. My week, my week was good, man. You know, I did a lot of self-reflecting, uh, a lot of meditating. You know, I listened to uh, motivational speeches from Les Brown and uh, Eric Thomas. You know, a lot of, you know, to spirit building stuff, man. I and, and commune with nature. That's what I did. Yeah. I, you had yeah. you had to do a lot of self-reflection. I'm yeah, glad you did sure. that. Sure. All right. So listen, you guys. I just caught myself and I didn't even introduce you guys to you guys, the radio station that you guys are listening to. This is, if you have, if you do not know, if you have not heard, necessary roughness, you guys. Necessary roughness. So listen. We have our first topic, uh-huh. our special and beloved 
team, the Browns. So they beat the Cowboys, right? Yep. 49 to 38. 49. 49 to 38. That's that's kind of a that's a ways away. It wasn't that close. It was a ways away. That brings them to three to one, as you said, guards, three to one. So my question, this question is going straight to CJ. Okay. Ready, CJ? I'm ready. I didn't know we were making three to one odds, but I'm ready. Listen, three to one. <laughs> so realistically, realistically, how far can the Browns go? One, that's one. This is the COVID version of the huh, of the cardiac kids. And should we start taking them seriously? CJ, tell me what you think. Uh, okay, uh, you know what? Yes, at this point, you should take the Browns seriously. Um, I'm, I'm not going. I'm not going to sugarcoat it. Uh, they, I think they surprised the Cowboys. Uh, I think the Cowboys thought that they were going to get back on track with the win over the Browns, and the Browns told them not so fast. Uh, Baker's doing better. Uh, the defense stepped it up again, and that's one thing that you want to see from your football team is a weekly progression in the right direction. And that so far is what they've been doing from week one to uh, week three and now on to week four. Um, so, yeah, they they should be taken seriously. All right, Garbs. Mm. Tell us what's mm. on your mind. Same feel, question. Yeah, go what's ahead. What's go on ahead, your mind? I feel really, really, like, blessed and thankful that I was able to hear that come out of your mouth, CJ. And I, I just, Lord have mercy. Oh my gosh. I, 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 I it, it, something just came over me and it just, it just feels so good. It feels so good. I'm so, it's so positive. And I'm just happy, honestly, like we, for them to score 49 points, um, watching it, I think that our, our running game is just, it's upper echelon right now. Like they really are, are, are have stepped up significantly. And even with Chubb going down early, you know, Hunt came, stepped up and everybody, everybody stepped up, you know, to, to fulfill the void that a player uh, such as Nick Chubb can, you know, that adds to the game. So it was a great game. I enjoyed it. You know, as I said before on a defensive level uh, we do need some some work you know the linebackers in that middle of the field they were they were eating us apart uh, <laughs> they were eating us apart I mean it is what it is you know but uh of, of course that that is bound to happen when you have a, a great QB going against us as well but okay so you kind of hit my next question though Garbs. you kind of like touched a little bit of it so all right so we already know that the Browns are coming up Within their next game is going to be against the Colts. Of course, as you already said, Nick Chubb's not going to be playing. So, do you think they're going to be able to win? And why? Of course. Because here's the thing that is developing, that I see developing within the Browns right now, is the next man up attitude. And it's, it's taken quite some time to get to that point, to get to that stage. But I, I really believe that the next man up attitude is coming in. So, you know, in, in, in that, that running back group, I think they're going to step up. Now, one thing that we also saw this past week was they really like started getting OBJ the ball in the manner that he actually deserves 
with with that level of talent. Uh, you know, they he had some amazing plays and really showed why he's the dude. He's just the flat out dude. So I, I see that being a repeat. And just like CJ said a little earlier, is they're going to build upon that and they're going to start utilizing all the weapons that they have offensively and defensively. Garza, I have to completely agree with you. However, CJ, what do you what, what's what's your answer to this question? You think they're going to win, and why? Yeah, I definitely think they're going to win. Just because uh, right now, I, I believe they have a better team uh, than the Colts do. Uh, and Garza kind of said something important there. He said they're developing the next man in mentality. Uh, but something that's also developing with that team is their confidence. You can see that week to week. You can see that Baker is starting to trust in OBJ more. Uh, the defense is starting to gel together a little bit more, even though they got worked in the middle of the field the last game. But I guarantee you they're going to get in the film room and they're going to address that. And next week that is going to be something that should be improved upon. And uh, just, on, I mean, just overall talent-wise, uh, the Browns, are just the better team. Uh, the Colts, I think, will make it a, a good game early on, but ultimately, uh, I think the Browns will just prove too much for them. Now, here's my question to you, CJ. Um, you know, as a, a, a former player, you know, what are certain things do you think that they really actually need to do on the defensive, defensive side of the game to improve so we won't just get ate up by these screens? Well, see, that's and that's uh, kind of what I said before is in that film room. That's where it starts. So both teams are going to get film on their last game and games uh, previous to that. So you already know that the team, your opponent is going to be looking for uh, that same weakness in you. So with that knowledge, you already go out to the practice field and you know what to address, what to look for. Uh, you learn their plays and learn what formations they get into uh, to be ready for that come Sunday or uh, whatever day they play. I didn't see what day they play. But, uh, yeah, that's the first step is just going out uh, in the film room and learning, rewatching where your mistakes were in the last game, fixing and addressing those mistakes. And then the next step is going out in the practice field and taking those reps, those physical and mental reps over and over again, learning what position you need to be in, learning what to look for in the formation of your opponent and uh, reading your keys. That's what coaches preach to their guys all the time. Read your keys, read, read, you know, if a guy uh, offensive lineman is leaning too much on his, uh, on his, down hand that means a run is coming or if, if the tight end is cheating over a little bit uh stuff like that uh will be addressed in the meeting room and then out on the practice field guys will have to uh do that and replicate that and uh that should that should help them solidify that defense for their next uh game see the one thing that i am a little bit concerned about though is that with that being said is that some of those same mistakes have happened weeks prior to this past week's game. Uh, you know, that middle of the field, they really have to tighten up significantly. Uh, I definitely think that it's going to be, it, it, it won't be the biggest difference maker uh, in this week's upcoming game. But when it pertains to games after that, like, you know, I think the following week we play the Steelers. So, you know, we got to really tighten up some stuff very, very soon. Yeah, and that's and that's going to that kind of 
lands on the players at that point. Because I know for a fact the coaches know that in the middle of the field they've been getting eaten alive. So the coaches are going into the meeting saying, hey, guys, we cannot make these same mistakes. And when they go out the next week and make those same mistakes, that kind of lends itself to the next man in mentality. If the guy that's in there can't get it done, then the coaches eventually will find somebody that can. Somebody's going to lose their job. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. a good point. So, let me ask you a real quick, a real, real quick question, um, Garbs. Mm-hmm. So Tennessee has just had an outbreak of the, of the virus, of COVID. And it was said that the Titans actually broke the NFL rules. Do you think that any teams who break the COVID rules should be forfeited from the game? Um, if they are going to put other people at risk? Yes. If they're, gonna, if they're breaking the, the rules. The first thing is, it, was it done as an entire team or was it done as uh, just specific players? If it was specific players, then you have to sit those players down and that's on them. But if it was the knowledge of the team, then the team is held, should be held responsible. All right. Do you have anything to say about that, um, CJ? Yeah, I, I just I pretty much agree. Uh, you have to figure out who the culprits are. If it was uh, kind of a whole team thing, then yes, that team should be forfeited because that this is nothing to play with. We just, we've established by now the COVID nineteen is nothing to to joke about. It's a serious situation. So if they're breaking the rules knowingly, they do need to forfeit. All right. With that being said, you guys, let's wrap this up. We have a special guest coming up, John Hughes. For all those that don't know, you guys have to wait and see. Come back, go pop your popcorns, get whatever blankets you need to stay warm. We'll be right back. This is Necessary Roughness. Do you feel like everyone is yelling at each other, but no one is listening to each other or themselves? I'm Kira Davis, host of Just Listen to Yourself, a weekly exercise in critical thinking and drawing our talking points all the way out to their logical conclusions. Because I believe when we take the time to examine our own talking points, we can realize we're not always saying what we think we're saying. Download Just Listen to Yourself with Kira Davis on iHeartRadio, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Yo, it's your man. It's your best friend, David. Check out my new single, Looking for Love. Available right now on all platforms. Peace.
this. Welcome back, you guys. Welcome back. Once again, this is Necessary Roughness. We have an amazing interview for you guys. He is formally drafted, was formally drafted by the Cleveland Browns in 2012. American football defensive tackle. CJ, take it away. That's right. That's right. Erica, thank you. This is my teammate, my friend, uh, newly wed husband, uh, proud father, business owner, as you said, former defensive lineman of the NFL, six-year veteran with the 87th pick in the third round by your Cleveland Browns. It's big. John. Man, I appreciate it, man. Hey, man, go ahead and slide me a, slide me a check later. <laughs> <laughs> hey, uh, Big John, man, uh, glad to have you on. Uh, this one, I am, I'm so happy. I mean, I'm happy for all our guests, but this guy right here, man, invited me to his wedding uh, a couple weeks ago. Beautiful wedding. Um, his lovely wife, Jillian, very lovely family. His little, little John, uh, his son, everybody came out and supported him, man. It was a beautiful event. John, thank you. How you doing, brother? Doing pretty good, man. How about yourself? Hey, I'm blessed, man. I mean, but any times I got to hear guards voice, you know, it's it's a rough day, but I make it through. John, go ahead. Yeah, John, go ahead, man. Give the people a little backstory where you're from. You're born and raised in Ohio, correct? What city? Yep, born and raised in uh, Gahanna, Ohio. It's a suburb in Columbus. Uh, went to Gahanna Lincoln High School here. Um, was a three-sport athlete, played football, basketball, and through shot put. Um, ended up going to Cincinnati. Who I was your host, John? Who was your host at Cincinnati? CJ was my host, man. He showed me school when I was a senior in high school looking for, for college to go to. Uh, it, it was a great time, man. He definitely got me to go to Cincinnati. You're <laughs> welcome. You're welcome, up. Ohio. The whole state, you are welcome. Uh, uh, John, man, so obviously – Fantastic career at UC. I mean, I was there with you. Uh, multiple Big East championships, multiple bowl games. Uh, so much fun. And then you got to a level where a lot of us hope to get drafted by really uh, the hometown team. It's either Cincinnati or Cleveland um, here in Ohio. Describe what that feeling was like hearing your name called. Man, so it was an unbelievable night, man. Uh, draft night. Um, me and my agent were actually out uh, looking at suits to wear to my, my draft party the next day because I didn't think I was going to go until, uh, like, late seventh round or, like, free agency. But we ended up getting back to my house, and uh, we're watching on my TV. It's my grandma, uh, my uncle, and two of my best friends. My agent were there. And uh, I got the call, and it was uh, Tom Heckard. Uh, he passed away a couple years ago. Um, he was the GM uh, for the Browns at the time, and he uh, asked one simple question. Do you want to be a Brown? And like instant tears, man, of all that hard work and the dedication that went into to being, you know, where I got to at that point was, uh, was an amazing feeling. Yeah, man, that's – that's I can't describe how happy I was to see that. I was watching that night, and I was, I was very happy. A little jealous. A little jealous, you know. <laughs> but but – the, the, yeah, but you know, I just gotta be honest with you, man. But uh, I, I was so proud because this is this is a guy literally that I I went against day in and day out. We practiced together. He's also my former barber. This oh, there we <laughs> go. also my former barber is oh, now yeah. making. I was, I was most, another life. Yeah. <laughs> um, so 
your career, man, you, you've been around. Like I said, six years. Uh, you played with multiple different teams, New England, Tampa, New Orleans, uh, Buffalo, uh, and, of course, Cleveland. Describe to me what, what that was like, kind of, first year, your first few years in Cleveland and then uh, becoming kind of a, a journeyman of the NFL. Right. So definitely a big difference between uh, when I left Cleveland or when I was my, my time in Cleveland and then when I left. But uh, the time I spent in Cleveland, man, was great. Uh, I had uh, great veterans in front of me that helped show me the way like you when I, uh, when I was in Cincinnati. Um, Ataba Rubin, uh, defensive tackle, uh, Big Phil. And, uh, you know, the list goes on with other guys. But it was definitely um, – they showed me the ins and outs of, of being a professional on and off the field, you know. Um, but leaving Cleveland – um, it was it was tough because you know being there five years you, you build that like camaraderie that that um, that it factor kind of with the team but it was also relief because I wanted a little bit of consistency because of all the coaches that we had went through I I literally had four head coaches in five years when I was in Cleveland um, yeah I had uh, got there it was uh, Shermer and uh, my second year was Chajinsky. And then I had Petten for two years and then Hugh Jackson before I left. So, and, and you know, that's, that's also, you know, four different uh, defenses you got to learn because they bring the defensive coordinators in. So just being able to adjust and, and do all those things all the time, it was kind of wanted to get to a team that was building something. So, so what, yeah. So, so it's just to talk a little bit more about the turmoil. I don't want to say turmoil. Maybe it was turmoil for you in Cleveland with all the coaching changes. What did that kind of do to the psyche of the team in the locker room, going through so many different coaches? Um, There's a lot of different emotions, a lot of different things going on. Um, you know, um, in the league, you know, if, if teams don't do well, a lot, of, you know, a lot of guys get cut, you know, new guys come in. So I saw a lot of shifting of players through my time in Cleveland. Um, you know, I, I saw uh, quarterbacks from uh, Colt McCoy to – to Brandon Whedon, to Johnny Menzel, to uh, Jason Campbell, to Brian Hoyer, to um, uh, Josh McCown. I mean, the list goes on, right? But, <laughs> right. So when I say that, it means you know I, I've seen a lot of guys come through, and I got to meet a lot of great people along the way. But um, it, it, it just sucked that we couldn't get it done in Cleveland because I know what it meant to the, the fans of Cleveland to uh, to have a winning team. So how challenging was it with like transitioning literally every year, you know, pretty just about every year you're, you're making a transition uh, with the coaching, with the, you know, with the culture, like how hard is that to even solidify some sort of culture as a team during, during that, those type of period? Yeah, it's tough, right? Cause other teams that have, you know, their same coaches, they have um, their same uh, schemes and, and uh, there's not so much of a – there's kind of a learning curve, you know what I mean? So they're able to focus on different things like camaraderie, uh, teamwork, leadership things. But, like, we're focusing more on learning our playbook and really just trying to win. Like, I remember being in Cleveland, like, wanting to win so bad. But um, being in New Orleans, for instance, um, having Drew Brees as the leader, having Sean Payton, who had been there for uh, a, a really long time, they expected to win. Like, we prepared throughout the week, and it was a different mentality going into games. Like – We'd be in Cleveland and we, you know, everybody wanted to win. Like we do anything, we want to win really bad. But like wanting to win and expecting to win were two different things. And I learned that. 
were you you were there during the uh were you there during the uh the O and sixteen parade? No, that was that was the year I left. Like I, I was there two years. I was there two games uh in the beginning of sixteen and then that's when I got cut and I ended up going to New England and then Tampa. But yeah, that was that was a rough year for him. Yeah, it was. <laughs> I went to the parade. I was at the parade. <laughs> of course you were. It, it was here's the thing, because I'm a diehard Browns fan. What'd you uh-huh. say? That's crazy. There was a parade. You know, what's, here's the thing is that it was all in good fun because mm-hmm. here's the bottom line is I'm a diehard Browns fan, have been my entire life. I'm, you know, like I'm a fan of other players, of course, just being a right. fan of the actual sport. But I'm a diehard Cleveland sports fan. That's just what right. it is. But, man, that parade was I, – I have video and pictures. I was just – it was just incredible that this was actually happening because it was like – it was freezing outside. Oh, yeah. It was freezing outside, and that That's happened. So. Cleveland Browns fans, like, <laughs> having fun with win, lose, or draw. Like, they love just supporting the Browns and, and, and being – and going out having fun. Like, I mean, that's, that's what being a Browns fan is. Exactly. Exactly. Uh-huh. So around Cleveland, you obviously you spent uh, five years there, man. Uh, did you develop any like uh, go-to spots, like restaurants or just places to hang out while you were here uh, here in town? Oh man, um, definitely like to go to um, Harry Buffalo for my wings. And uh, there's a spot by my house where I used to live in Homestead called Fat Little Buddies. It was, it was on the corner. <laughs> <before> <laughs> It was a great. I, you, you ever been to Fat Little Buddies? I think I, I've I think never. I, I've never been there. I'm gonna have to go. Field I met trip you at Harry Buffalo in North Olmstead that one time. Uh, it sounds like a field trip to me right now. <laughs> you know. But <laughs> what was, um, we'd be down uh, at Barbie House, Rumor, uh, on West Six all the time. Yeah, those 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 West Six days uh, were definitely an interesting time down there. You you catch a lot of interesting people, uh, a lot of personalities. Oh um, yeah, no doubt. <laughs> that, is, that is awesome. So, talk a little bit about once you left Cleveland. Now, um, how how was that on your on your mental having to go from team to team, workout to workout, and kind of spend that time away from your your family. Yeah, um, so I, I think I've actually talked to you about that, writing a memoir about it uh, called yeah. The Million Workout, right? Just like talking about the difference between, you know, being like, you know, having a contract, being on a team, being kind of uh, secure with your spot and then being a journeyman trying to make these teams and uh, the things you got to go through. I remember, you know, going to a particular team. They put me in a hotel, wake me up at 5 a.m. For, for medical exam. And then I got done about 7 and I, I sat in the locker room for five hours. And then they, they curried and came in and said, I had 10 minutes to warm up and get ready. And I had to hurry up and work out. Like the, the way they, the way you get treated, like, you know what I mean? It's, it's just, I don't know. It's just funny. Cause you've seen, I've seen both sides. And then, you know, being on that side is just like, you know, so it's a lot, it's a little different. I could definitely probably imagine that that is a humbling experience. Um, I, I've had kind of a similar thing where uh, I've gone from a player to, you know, having to kind of be an assistant. And it's it's definitely humbling because you're used to being treated like the man and then you're kind of picking up everybody else's, uh, I don't yeah. know, just just stuff, man. It, you're not you're not treated the same, so it's rough. Right. Oh, yeah, no doubt, man. I, I know exactly what you mean. So uh, right now I think we're going to we're going to head to break. 
but stick with us, John, because we definitely want to talk to you some more, uh, especially when you talk and say nice things about me. So uh, stay tuned for us. <laughs> It's getting kind of short, man. I mean, I, I... <laughs> we'll be right back. Yo, 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 what's poppin', what's poppin'? It is your friendly neighborhood Simba, Aaron Malik, here to remind you guys to go stream my new single, Tempo, on all streaming platforms. Yes, all of them. I greatly appreciate it. Love you guys. We rock, we roll, we ride to the tempo. We rock, we roll, we ride to the tempo. The dance floor where we come alive, let loose. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, Lil. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Did Paul Revere really say the British are coming? And how was George Washington chosen to lead the first American army? Join us for the Growing Patriot podcast, a place for curious kids to ask the big questions about our nation's history and get kid-friendly answers from the country's top experts. Help your child learn about and cherish America's exceptional history. Subscribe to Growing Patriots on iHeartRadio or wherever you get your podcasts today. This is Necessary Roughness. Welcome back. Let's continue this amazing interview. CJ, take it out. All right, so before we were so rudely interrupted by Garbs hating uh, and laughing at me, you know, we were talking to a good friend of mine, teammate, uh, former de- defensive lineman of the NFL for six years, John Hughes. I just have to, I have to do it every time. I have to do it every time. Every time. Uh, so, so, John, we just got done talking about uh, your, your journeyman chronicles, and hopefully soon we'll be getting a memoir from you about that experience but let's now talk about the, your transition now into the business world. Uh, give us a little bit about King Culture and, and how that got started. Yeah, man. So me and my cousin, we uh, actually uh, came up with King Culture. Uh, started talking about it back in 2018 when I uh, was working out uh, in training camp with Buffalo. Um, ended up retiring into that um, year and we kind of went full tilt with King Culture, man. Uh, came up with the logo. Uh, developed a website, uh, found a brick and mortar um, uh, store over um, at a good location, uh, had the high traffic area, um, and kind of just made our dream uh, come to life, man. Started with the construction, man, and we ended up opening in uh, on June 29th of uh, last year, and it was great, man. We have uh, five barbers in there right now, well, actually two barbers and three cosmetologists, and uh, we're by appointment only. So it's, uh, it's pretty cool. 
and and dealing with what we're dealing with uh, in the pandemic, how has that affected your business and how you've had to um, operate? I know you, you do things by appointment now, but describe a little bit more of how that affected you and how you've kind of adjusted to the times. It actually, um, believe it or not, kind of helped um, the process of how we wanted to run our business. Uh, we wanted to be appointment only to kind of help um, uh, have the flexibility of our time for our customers so they could go online book their appointment, see the time that's available, and know that their barber's uh, able to come in because they're the only person coming in that time. Um, it's actually worked out pretty great. Um, it's just, the, you know, marketing it out and, and getting out to people that they can book online and instead of just walking up to, you know, secure their spot. Awesome. Yeah. So let's, let's uh, you obviously have perfected my hairline. I mean, obviously my hair is, it's, it's like it, satin. It is challenging. It's like, it's, it's Scandinavian silk. My texture is great, but my man Garbs, uh, Garbs, he he's just he can't get it right with the hair, facial hair, hair on his head. Oh, can hey. you can you hook him? Can you hook him up, Garbs? You you have a question? Is, go ahead, go ahead and ask. This is this is by choice, man. All this that you see right here, this is I, I made the decision. Well. Well, partially, Mill Pattern Baldness made the decision. Oh. And I just I took it. I finished it off. I just finished the job because, you know, and, and when it pertains to, like, the beard mustache, you know, I, I'm trying to look as young as possible for as long as I possibly can. I'm mad at you. You know what I mean? I, I, I'm not really trying to show the gray down in here yet. You know, there's a little salt and pepper here, and I just haven't accepted it yet. Not yet. Nah, uh, not yet. Not yet. <laughs> but I, I, when I do, I'm gonna come and holler at you. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I think I think I'll be ready whenever the the salt comes into the pepper, man. I, 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 I don't think I'm gonna hide it. You just gonna let it roll. It, it, hey, it, shows, you know. it shows character. It shows wisdom. It shows shows it all. <laughs> I feel it. I feel it. I, I I'm not mad at that. I'm not mad at that perspective at all. I'm not that mad at that perspective at all. So I got a question real quick. Um, so. Obviously, played for the Browns with Browns for for a few years. Do you still keep up with the Browns now? And if you do, what do you think about the Browns today and the direction that they're going in now? Um, I've kept, I've kept up with them as much as I could. I'm actually coaching high school football now, um, on top of doing some other things. But I, I try to watch when I can, man. And I mean, they're three and one. I know that, and they're playing good ball. I just so I actually looked at this, the, um, the scoreboard on my phone um, when I was uh, – I forgot what I was doing. But it was in the fourth quarter, and they gave given up 24 points in the fourth. And I'm just thinking about defensively, that would have hurt. I could, I, I, could, I could feel myself in that situation in Cleveland, giving up 24 on the defense and possibly losing the game. But I'm glad they, they won. They bounced back. They yeah. bounced back. It was, it was definitely uh, – watching it live, it really felt like – a dagger as, as they were scoring because because oh. we were up so much it was like oh we got this and then it just I don't know I we, we I think we have a little bit more to do tightening and uh, tightening up but you know it's definitely positive that you know we're able to actually score that many points right now so yeah what do you see uh John about the about the Browns defense what do you see what do you think they're good at? What do you think they need some improvement on? What do you see? Um, to tell you the truth, man, um, I wouldn't I, – I like the D-line. Um, 
Of course uh, you do. I mean, hey, we had some couple of you know, good groups when I was there, man, but that, they're definitely solid up front. And I, they have all the talent, uh, all the skill, man. I've been working as a team together, man. I, I think they're on the right track, man. They're starting off hot, which is very important. Um, and I, they just got to make sure they, they rack them up in the AFC North uh, uh, games, man. That's what counts at the days when your conference. You win your conference, you get automatic playoff bids. So that, that was what we always wanted to do because we'd always have um, seasons where, like, we were doing, you know, slightly good in the beginning in, in the AFC North. Like, we'd be, like, early on, like, three and one in the AFC North or something. And we know if, you know, we won um, our, our uh, division that we'd be able to, to make the playoffs. So that's very important, too. So I have a question, too, because now you say that you are – you're coaching as well. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you're, you're coaching high school. Yep. Well, that, that's, uh, that's awesome. So, so with that being said is what information do you push to your, to your students that are playing now that you learned from, you know, your days in the league? Um, well, uh, I definitely teach them things that I wish I would have known when I was in high school, right? Like, um, using your hands. I remember, um, my coach, man, he's a great coach, but, he would teach me the flipper technique, like he and how to block people like this. And I just knew I, I found out the importance of using your hands, and I was able to work with guys that were tremendously well using their hands. Uh, Joe Kim was a, a great um, D-line pass rush expert that I worked with in Cleveland. Um, he's with New England now, um, and just knowing that art and being able to teach it um, at a younger level makes makes a big difference. Man, my guys love it when we work on our hands, um, but just getting better in general. Yeah, so here's here's a question I know every Clevelander wants to know. Uh, how was it with those rivalry games with Pittsburgh? Like, how intense are those games? Just from – we see it on the television, but you're on the field. You're in the action. Like, is there a lot of trash talking going on between guys in the trenches or quarterbacks oh, yeah. and, and linebackers and things like that? Yeah, I mean, it, there's always trash talk between any team, I feel like. Uh, it Depends on the, the O-line, really not the team. But well, there was always a, a different kind of cloud in the sky when we played Pittsburgh, man. Uh, we knew how much that game meant to the fans in Cleveland, more importantly than, you know, how much it meant to us, you know, as players. Because some people, you know, aren't, you know, they never really understood the Cleveland-Pittsburgh rivalry. But there would always be a veteran on the team that would kind of tell them, you know, inform them how big this game was to our fans and to, to our program in general. Um, so it was always a, a, a tough battle, man. I remember those were some of my, my best games against Pittsburgh, man. So do you have a, um, a, a game that stands out to you? Oh, yeah. Uh, that was like your, your like, like beast mode, beastly game or, you know, something that it happened that it was a great memory? Um, well, um, I think my first sack will always stand out. Uh, it was against the uh, Bengals um, in in Paul Brown. Um, oh, yeah, okay. You know, being being you know played at Cincinnati, been I played in Paul Brown before, and being able to be back there, and get my first sack, and it was the beginning of the year too. My rookie year was great feeling. Um, uh, I would say my fourth year we played. Uh, Pittsburgh but the game before that I didn't uh, dress and um, I remember being mad about that and uh, the next game they had to dress me because I think Phil was hurt and somebody else got hurt so at, right before the game Matava Rubin said he couldn't go 
And so now we're, we're like super short on D-line. And the first series of the game, a guy got hurt. So now there's like, there's no subs. Like guys can't come out of the game. We don't have any more D-linemen. And it was against Pittsburgh. I played 61 snaps that game. Oh, wow. Had, had wow. one of my best games. And it was the game we beat him like 30 to three or something like that at home. Oh, yeah, uh, okay. It was one of those like, you know, double whammies, right? Like I, I, had, a, I had a really good game. Uh, and we beat Pittsburgh, and it was at home. It was like it was like the perfect storm. But yeah, that was my favorite Pittsburgh it, favorite. It felt Cleveland. good. Oh yeah, <laughs> it felt good. You know, and the city was pumped yeah. too afterwards, right? Oh man, <laughs> city was live afterwards. It, it was it was a good time. Yeah. That's awesome. So the, so one more time, John. Um, give us give us your. I shouldn't say one more time, but give us your. Uh, social media, how how people can follow you and uh, plug the business, King Culture, one more time. And then any advice for anybody who's trying to follow in your footsteps and make it to that highest level like you did? Uh, well, I'm on Instagram, uh, Big J underscore Hughes, uh, I, 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 and uh, King Culture. Uh, it's a barber studio in Gahanna, Ohio, if you need a haircut, um, at King Culture, LLC. And we also do our custom apparel printing. Um, we work DTG um, uh, shirts uh, custom, and that's uh, at King Culture Custom Apparel on IG. And um, for the guys coming up that are uh, playing the game, to um, keep going, man, and and really understand that your now is only as long as you make it, man. If you grind through anything, like you're gonna get better, you're gonna improve, and know that there's a there's light at the end of the tunnel, man. Because I remember playing at a young age and being the slow fat kid and knowing I wanted to do more and was able to will my way into shape and to be the guy that I came became to be. So never give up, give up on your dreams. You never know. That's great sage advice. All right, you guys, special thanks to John Hughes for stopping by and just spending some quality time with us. Go ahead and pop some popcorn, get your favorite chips, meet us right back here. Necessary <laughs> roughness. Until then, we'll see you in a bit. Do you feel like everyone is yelling at each other, but no one is listening to each other or themselves? I'm Kira Davis, host of Just Listen to Yourself, a weekly exercise in critical thinking and drawing our talking points all the way out to their logical conclusions. Because I believe when we take the time to examine our own talking points, we can realize we're not always saying what we think we're saying. Download Just Listen to Yourself with Kira Davis on iHeartRadio, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is Necessary Roughness. Welcome back, you guys. Welcome back once again. This is Necessary Roughness. I'm Erica Rodriguez. I have to take, I have to just give you one moment. I have to give, I need one moment, just one moment. This is a special moment. Before this, um, I want to say one more thanks to John Hughes for stopping by. Thanks for giving, spending some time with us. All right, so this is for CJ's people, all of his fans, all of his followers, the Jacksonville Jaguars. They lost again, CJ, 33-25. Now they're one of three. So I have a question. Mm. I have a question. What? Oh, that was Jacksonville. That was the Jacksonville and Bengals, 33-25. Just in case y'all didn't know, that's who they played. 
We've seen it. So, that just in case, because, you know, uh, CJ said he was doing some other stuff, you know, meditation and all that good stuff. Yeah. Anyhow, so their coach, their coach, Doug, he's been with the, the Jaguars since 2017. The Jaguars, their last playoff was in 2017. That was when they lost the conference championship. And all that goodness. All that it wasn't lost. We were robbed. Lost. Lost. Okay. Lost. Lost. I know the facts. Before they, before they lost, they had seven. They played. Hold on. Let me get my bearings because I'm super excited, you guys. Oh my God. They were in the playoffs <laughs> seven times in their 25 seasons. Yeah. So, guards, uh-huh. my question to you. What's going on with the Jaguars? Well, you know, here's what I would like to do, though. Here's what I'd like to do. We're going to just, we're going to start it off with a little bit of music. Oh, you disrespect. (laughs) He's bringing that your classic. Just with with TJ. Just with TJ. Yeah, you ready? You ready? It's, it's, it's going down. I know we can just, everybody can vibe with it at home. I hate you. Yeah. I dislike okay. you strongly uh-huh. right now. I'd rather not lose. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, you're a real person word. Yeah, I'd rather not lose. You're off key. You're, you're really off key. I'd rather not lose. Yeah. You're not, you're not even doing the song right. Yeah, I'd rather not lose. I hope you get sued. I'd rather be with you than Cleveland Browns. Oh, yes, I do. I'd rather not lose to the Bengals. What can I say? I just love that second place for being three and one. CJ can't win no games, and he don't think it's fun. I will not I will not stand for this assassination of the Jaguars character any longer. And guys, I have a qu- another question for you, okay. real quick. Yeah. Uh-huh. Why does do he you get think, to talk so much? Do you think that the Jaguars should have a new coach? What's your thoughts on that? Do you think know. the coach need to be replaced? I don't know. But the one thing I do know is that they have great fan experience. They do have. <laughs> <laughs> no, seriously, I don't know. I don't know. I I, I think um, it's interesting that you know they're they're losing these games that I, I do think that they should win. That they have a, a solid enough team that they should win. So they got to put some stuff together and make some changes. Uh, whether that's the coach or whether that's you know some of the players, I I don't know. I'm interested to hear what CJ's opinion is on this. What do you think, CJ? You think you, your team needs a new coach? Did you like my song first, though? First, first like my of song? All, no, I didn't yeah. like your song. It was I terrible. loved it. I loved it. <laughs> no. Don't, don't, don't go ask me questions. You had a first. Like, like, I had to just, throw some Bootsy. I mean, it was Bootsy. It's like Southern Ohio. <laughs> Southern you're, Ohio. You're Ohio. just going to ask me questions like you didn't just assassinate the Jaguars character. Let me tell you one thing, okay? I just, I'm, just, I'm just stating the facts, CJ. Don't be mad at me. Well, then let me give you some facts, okay? Is it my turn? Can I go now? Go yes, ahead. it's go. your turn. Go ahead, CJ. It's your turn. Let me, let me tell you this, okay? You know what else L stands for with the Jaguars? 
learning, okay? And what does learning do? What is learning? It's knowledge. And what is knowledge? Knowledge is power. So that means the rest of the NFL needs to be on notice because the Jaguars are very powerful right now. We They've are been learning, learning for three years. A lot. You know, you know what? And that's a lot of power. <laughs> you, Erica, you got a lot of nerve. How about this, Erica? How about you, Kayate? Huh? You told me the Kayate <laughs> earlier. Now, I, I know what Spanish means, okay? I know what that means. The Jaguars are the Jaguars are in a place right now where they want to be, okay? There's nowhere to go but up here. Nowhere to go but up. So if you get knocked down and you get knocked on your back, you look up, which means you can get up. And now we're in a position where we got all the power saved from three years of, of losing and not being in the playoffs. And now we're about to unleash it, okay? No more of this nonsense. No more of Garb's off-key singing. No more of Erica barely being able to get her sentence out because she's so excited to assassinate my Jaguars character. That's over now, okay? I stand by Saxonville. That's Duval County till I can't breathe no more, okay? 904, all mm. right? That mm. is my people, and I will never go against them. And Garbs, you're right. We are leading the league's fan experience, and you're jealous uh -huh. of that. That's why you're making fun of us. You're jealous uh -huh. because the Jaguars are blowing everybody out in fan experience. Mm -hmm. We were the first to let people into the stadium with proper social distancing guidelines. Mm -hmm. And you're jealous of that, okay? The Jaguars uh -huh. didn't have a 0-16 parade. Now, did they? Me, me, now, answer me, me, me that. Me, 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 did me. they? Yeah, oh. Well, you know what, cars. CJ? I, I can <laughs> promise you this. Next time, I will try my best to hold my composure. All right, but anyways... Let's wrap that conversation up. I know you're you're feeling the way you're feeling, CJ. Let's wrap it up. Let's let's change the conversation. But just one more time, real quick. Just just everybody sing along. Just no, nah, I ain't gonna do it. Yeah, don't please. <laughs> You've busted enough eardrums. All I right, need, guys. I, I need it's to consult the good the good reverend. That's that's what we need. We need let, let, all right, all right, all right, all right, all right. Let's bring it back. Let's bring it back. All the excitement for for one moment. Let's we're good. All right, I know this is the time and the moment that everybody has been waiting for. It is now time for taking them to church. CJ, take it to church. Amen, amen, and amen. All praises to the Most High, and of course, praise be to you, church, for joining me here today. Please disregard the last statements by Deacon Garbs and Deaconess Erica about the Jaguars, because we are praying mightily for them and hope they turn things around. Yes, Lord, amen. Okay, so once again, I am the Honorable Reverend Dr. Al B. Good. And much like the great apostle and very talented R&B artist Anderson Pack, I'm screaming, yes, Lord, as I welcome you here to St. Peter and Paul's Episcopalian, Pescatarian, Veterinarian, Olive Garden, Church of People in Prayer, Prayer in People, International House of Pancakes, I mean prayer, House of Waffles, Waffle House, King of Burgers, Burger King, King of Diamonds, Strip Club, I mean King of Kings, King of Queens, St. Vincent, Lutheran, Vandrosian, Baptistian, House of Worship and Grace Incorporated. Hallelujah, church. Hallelujah. 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 No, church, your ears do not deceive you. As you may have noticed, a small change in the name of the church once again. However, fear not, as the church has entered into what you may call a sponsored contractual obligation with many different companies, which you may or may not have noticed in the welcoming statement. Amen. Because of our most holy of sponsors 
and their monetary donations to our cause. We have vanquished the case put forth against us by former sister of the church, Letitia Jenkins, from my previous sermons and have claimed victory, not only in the court of law, but in the court of righteousness. Can I get a hallelujah? Hallelujah. hallelujah. Thank you. Thank you, Deacon and Deaconess. But speaking of vanquishing someone, I only have one person, one person that I feel needs, needs the church's prayer and uplifting support today. Former head coach and GM of the Houston Texans, Coach Bill O'Brien, please make your way to the front of the sanctuary so I may offer a special on, word on, just down. for you. Church, turn in your scriptures to the book of Steam, chapter 19, verse 69. Amen. And it reads as follows. Na, 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 na. Na, 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 na. Hey, hey, hey. Hallelujah. Goodbye. Bye. Mm. Amen. <laughs> now, on Monday, October 5th, the holding these L's Texans fired coach Bill O'Brien after six seasons. Church, it gives me no pleasure in seeing someone lose their job, and I hope and pray Coach O'Brien is able to land on his feet. He'll probably become an analyst on the countdown shows or something. That's usually what happens. But Coach, what did you expect? After going 0-4 so far this season and trading away arguably one of the best receivers in the game in DeAndre Hopkins for basically a ham sandwich, two left shoes, an IOU, and a jar full of hand-me-down socks and broken light bulbs. All these things that in no way help you win football games, much like the players and picks you got in return for DeAndre Hopkins. Now, in case you missed it, you got nothing for him, which directly equates to the nothing the Texans have in the win column so far this year. Now, with interim head coach Romeo Cornell, we shall see if that remains to be a trend after week five against a Jacksonville team that, quite frankly, needs a win just as bad as the Texans do. Get him. <sighs> Tell him. With, with that being said, coach, don't you fret. We always will have a place for you here at the church counseling other holders of L's and how to properly maintain and keep <laughs> positive attitudes with their L's. As the choir stands and sings a hymn from the Book of Boys to Men. Sing along, church. Although we've come to the end of the road, uh, these L's you can hold. Why did you trade him away? You know he should have stayed. His price you should have paid. Come on, church, that's enough. Close your hymnals as the music continues. Deacon guards, Deaconess Erica, please close and lock the sanctuary doors as we have our 64th collection of the evening to help me, I mean us, make payments on the church's, i.e. mine, cell phone bill as it has come due once again. <laughs> Those international calls sure do sneak up on you. Amen, church. Well, as always, church, no matter how crazy and messed up this world gets, you never have to worry about me because I'll be good. Amen and praise be to you. Amen. All right, you guys, that is all for this segment. All right, I am Erica Rodriguez. This is CJ. This is Scars. This is Necessary Roughness. You guys, come back next time. We'll see you later. Have a wonderful day. Much love. Peace. Distributed by FCB Radio Network.